This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we're going to be doing a deep dive into the leadership philosophy that is all about putting others first, empowering your team, and making a positive impact. And it's called servant leadership. Have you have you ever heard of servant leadership before? I think I've heard the phrase, but I've never really looked into it. Okay. Yeah, this was new to me uh, just a short while ago, so this will be a, a good episode. Today we're going to be exploring what servant leadership is, the principles, and how it can transform your approach to leadership. So, you know, to, to kick things off, let's first define what servant leadership is. At its core, servant leadership is a leadership philosophy where the leader's prim- primary goal is to serve their team and organization. It flips the traditional leadership model upside down. Instead of the leader being the center of attention, they become a facilitator, sort of empowering their team to succeed. Servant leaders prioritize the needs of their teammates, helping them reach their full potential. It's about empathy, selflessness, and committing to the growth and well-being of others. The principles of servant leaders, a uh, servant leadership, sorry, would be there's seven of them. We have listening, empathy, healing, awareness, persuasion, conceptualization, and foresight. Listening. Servant leaders are exceptional listeners. They actively seek input and feedback from their team and value their perspectives. Empathetic. They empathize, uh, sorry, they empathize with the challenges and concerns for their teams. They, their empathy fosters a sense of trust and connection. Healing. Servant, he, uh, servant, servant healers, that's not it. Uh, servant leaders promote a healthy work environment. They aim to heal and mend relationships within their team, resolving conflicts constructively. Awareness. They possess self-awareness, understanding their, their own strengths and weaknesses. This awareness helps them to lead more authentically. Persuasion. They, instead of, instead of relying on authority, servant leaders use persuasion and uh, influence to help to influence their team to do the things that they need to do. They build uh, consensus and inspire action. Conceptualization. These leaders have a long-term vision for their organization. They see the bigger picture, that, and then they are able to align their team's efforts accordingly. Foresight. Servant leaders anticipate the future trends and challenges, and then they're proactive in their approaches. Yeah, so, you know, what's the impact of practicing this servant leadership? I think that and, and research can show and real-world examples show that it leads to a higher employee engagement, higher employee satisfaction, higher team member productivity. You know, when, when these employees feel valued and supported, they're more likely to go above and beyond, at least, like I said, what the research and real-world world experience can, can kind of show us. And I think we can all re- relate on a certain degree that if, if someone is willing to put themselves in our same position or to humble themselves and to act as a servant leader, then I would definitely feel more 
compelled to follow them or want to listen to them or respect them more because they're willing to do all these things and practicing these seven, uh, you know, good principles. And I think that these type of leaders, these servant leaders create positive work culture where, where, uh, everybody, where people feel heard, um, People feel respected, not only by the leaders, but then also by their coworkers as well. And, and it helps to to motivate those people as well. You know, it's, it's a recipe for success that benefits not only the team, but I think it benefits uh, organizations too with servant leaders. And really the whole picture is, is, is affected by just this one person adopting this different type of, of leadership that definitely puts other people first and really just benefits the whole team because of that, that perspective. You know, and and it's kind of interesting looking back at those, at those seven principles, all of them are things that we as, as, as humans should be doing with other humans. Anyways, we should be listening. We should be empathetic, which all of these things are things that we should do as normal humans anyways. And so it's, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that this is a, a, newer, a new, a new, new-ish to me type of leadership style where it's just falling back on the basic principles of, of what, you know, it means to have a, a fair relationship with another human. Listen to them, be empathetic, have, have a, a healthy uh, work environment, have awareness both for yourself and for your team. Persuasion as opposed to commanding them to do something. Conceptualization. You want to think about what we're, you know, the, the goals that we're striving for and then have foresight for problems that could arise and then figure out what to do when those problems ha- happen. It just, some, some of this seems common sense, but it's interesting that this is not something that is, you know, widely taught or, or, or done throughout organizations. It's, it's funny to hear, I think that at least personally, when I hear the word persuasion, I immediately uh, kind of put up the walls or the red flag goes off because I think of persuasion as like a negative thing. I'm trying to to trick you into doing something I want you to do. So it's interesting that that's the word they chose or the word that we're using to describe that principle of servant leadership. I think maybe something like uh, charisma might be better. And, and, you know, it's just semantics at this point. But when I hear someone's trying to persuade me to do something, immediately I'm trying to get defensive. So I just, you know, just commenting on the fact that that's interesting. They chose that word, I think, to to kind of talk about that principle when I think that maybe charisma or something along those lines might be the same thing or even better. Because like I said, I, I, hearing that someone's trying to persuade me makes me defensive. Right. Well, and so we, I think we've talked about this before, but to lead, you want to lead from where you are. You, you want people to respect you for who you are, not the position that you have, right? And I think that kind of is a better way to portray that persuasion principle. And, and I think, and I might be wrong on this, but I think it's, it's Jocko, Jocko Willink, who says that, that leadership is like mind control. Brain brainwashing, brainwashing, because you're brainwashing your 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 team to do the things not that they necessarily want to do, but the things that they should be doing that lead towards this common goal. And that was really interesting for me to hear that brain. Okay, well, I guess it kind of is brainwashing, but it's brainwashing not necessarily for the bad, but for the good. There's just a different take on that that type of idea. But I think that 
kind of go uh, coincides with the persuasion because persuasion you're right most of the time is like i'm persuading them to do xyz that is not necessarily a good thing however in this light it's more like you are allowing your team to follow you because of who you are as opposed to the position that you hold over them yeah and we've mentioned that before too that last sentence you said you know the influence over authority something that we have learned and something that we try to emulate and perpetuate as leaders ourselves. And, you know, again, it's, I think it's all the same idea. Like it's just semantics of how they say it, but yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah. I, I'm not opposed to that principle. Uh, I would probably just find a different word for it. Fair enough. Now, what are some practical steps for this? Well, I've got five practical steps for you to start to embrace your servant leadership side. Number one, lead by example. Number two, listen actively. Number three, empower your team. Number four, provide support. And five is celebrate successes. Lead by example. So that was like exactly what we were just talking about. Show your team what it means to be a servant leader through your actions. Let them follow you for the type of person you are, not necessarily that position that you hold over them. Be the example that you want them to be. And then, of course, listen actively. We have a whole whole series of episodes about how to better communicate with other people. Active listening is, is high up on that list. Practice active listening to help to understand your team's needs and concerns better. When people are coming to you with those things, don't write them off. Listen to them. And then do your best to do something about them. You have to remember that your position as a leader is, is a different position than where they are. The type of things that they see on an everyday type basis are different than what you see on. And very likely because they're on the ground floor, they're seeing these things. They're noticing these trends towards negative type of things or, or problems that could arise before you will. And as such, it's important to listen to them when they're bringing these things to you. That way, you can help to foster a sense of, of well, servant leadership style in your, in your work culture, but also to ha- have them heard. And again, because they're on the ground, ground floor, they're interacting with these things on a daily basis. They're going to be more in tuned with some issues that may arise before you will notice them. Number three, again, was empower your team. Delegate responsibilities and give your, th- your, your team the uh, autonomy to make decisions. You don't want to be the person who's making every, every decision every single time. If your team isn't able to make those decisions without you, you can never go on vacation. You can never take a sick day. You have to empower your team to do those things. You, you always want to be working yourself out of a job. Let them take the responsibilities and roles to, to make those decisions without you needing to know every single detail along the way. Sure, maybe they check in with you and, and, and you, know, you bounce off ideas or whatever, but let them take the lead and go. And then you're creating other servant leaders throughout your team. Think about how much better that would be if, if you know, you're the leader of, of everybody, but everybody has their own, or you know, they are their own leader of somebody else. And as opposed to everybody coming to you, they just go to that person that you know, is, is one above them. 
they are able to talk about whatever they need to talk about. The team runs smooth and efficiently, and you're just there to kind of witness or, or take care of the the top level things that really are the things you should be working on anyways. And then, you know, number four was provide support, offer guidance, mentorship, and resources to help your team succeed. This goes right along with what I was just saying about working yourself out of the job. Give them the tools necessary for them to succeed and do more than what they're doing now. Now, of course, you have to facilitate a environment that allows them to want those things, right? Because if you just give them those, they're not going to want them. Or you say you have to do them, they're not going to want them. Give them, you have to set up an environment where it makes it so they want more. And when they want more, you're there to provide that more for them. And number five, celebrate successes. Acknowledge and celebrate achievements, both big and small. And of course, you have to do this not just, you know, for yourself, you toot your own horn, but you have to celebrate that person who made those decisions. Those small leaders along the way, those small leaders that you created on your team. Something I like about all these steps as we're talking about them is that putting yourself in that servant mindset really requires you to be in touch and engaged communicating with your team. There's no way that you can be a detached leader and detached meaning you're, you know, you're not part of the group, you're never checking in, you're not really trying to figure out what's going on. You're just sitting up in your office while everyone's down below there working their butts off. You really need to be in touch with with everybody in order to lead them by example, in order to listen to them, in order to empower them, to su- provide support for them, to celebrate their successes. And, you know, we were just talking with a, a guest uh, and, and we talked about how important the communication and the uh, relationships are. You know, when someone is showing interest or so, someone is coming to you with questions and, you know, you need to go above and beyond and deliver something that is, is not scalable. You know, you need to go so far that it's it's unreasonable that you're giving them this much support and this much um, communication. And, and obviously, as uh, the the phrase itself implies it's not scalable. You can't do that for everybody. But again, these two things kind of correlate where you are, you have to be in communication. You have to be working on your relationships with people. You have to be down in there side by side with them. And, and, and for lack of a better word, you have to be caring about them. You need to be able to put yourself in a position where you value them and you value what's important to them. And you're doing what you can to, to serve them. And, you know, I just like that idea again, that you can't just sit back and let things happen. You have to be there and you have to develop these relationships that are going to grow the team, uh, strengthen the team, and then really just bring everybody to a better level. And so, you know, like you said, we had a communication series of episodes, but yet again, communication comes up and it's something that's important. And so that's why it's also important that we know how to communicate effectively so that we can develop these relationships and find out how to best be the servant leader uh, to other people. Now, of course, as we wrap up today's episode, remember that servant leadership isn't a one-size-fits-all solution, but rather a mindset or an approach to leadership that can be transformed that can be transformative to how you lead. Maybe you are not in a position necessarily where you can do these things exactly. Maybe you aren't necessarily the high up leader. However, 
you very likely have some people that are under your control. Again, that's probably not the best way to say that, as we talked about earlier, but some people that you are leading, whether that be by example or because you're the manager or whatever, that you have this type of influence that you can give to your people, to your team. And I would just encourage you to think about how you can adapt these skills to benefit your team, whether your team is huge or your team is one other person, or if you're a parent and you're doing this with your children, you are a leader in some way, shape, or form. Think about how you can apply these servant leadership principles to your team. Of course, you know, by putting others' needs first, you'll create a work environment or just an environment that fosters growth, collaboration, and success. So take these principles to heart and try the art of servant leadership on your leadership journey. Thank you for tuning in to the prestigious initiative. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is essential to us. Stay tuned for more insightful episodes on leadership, personal development, and making a positive impact. Until next time, lead with empathy, and remember, true leadership is about serving others.